Don't miss the Messiah as the suffering servant. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast here at Weanfleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I'm joined by Pastor Trevor Main. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Pastor Trevor. Glad to be together um, on this. If you're listening when it comes out Monday morning or later in the week, glad to have this um, additional connection point with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to touch base during the week, not only mm-hmm. on Sundays. And for those of you that tune in on this podcast, thanks for doing that. It's nice to cross paths with you here in cyberspace or whatever yes. means you're using <laughs> to listen in uh, and just to refresh our memories and to continue our reflection on God's word and how mm-hmm. that applies to our lives. So, yeah. yeah. So we are in our series between Christmas and Easter. Yeah. Don't miss the Messiah. Exactly, kind of counting down to Easter during Mm -hmm. this period of Lent Mm -hmm. and doing something that we often have done for Christmas, uh, that is looking back into the Old Testament to see Mm -hmm. how God revealed the Savior was to come. And often we look at the Christmas story and say, you know, it was revealed he would be born Mm -hmm. in Bethlehem, born of a virgin. But less frequently have I seen churches take time before Easter to say, how did God reveal to the world mm. even hundreds of years before Jesus' life, death, and resurrection? Yeah. What Jesus was going to do actually through his death and resurrection. Yeah. So we're taking time going back, flipping the pages of scripture into the back into the into the history hundreds of years prior mm-hmm. to Jesus' death and resurrection to see that God wanted the world to know that the Savior was going to come. Yes. And he was also going to suffer and die and be resurrected and raised in glory yeah. uh, to be our Messiah, to be our Savior. Mm-hmm. So, so. Yeah, it's a, sometimes a bit of a funny misunderstanding that we we have put, put or what, um, you know, what people expected yeah. Jesus to be. Yeah, and uh, God wants the world to know. God wanted yeah. the world to know what was going to happen even before it happened. Mm-hmm. And so he gave these prophecies through prophets mm-hmm. to explain things that would happen But as people read those things, sometimes the prophecies conflicted with people's preconceived notions of what a Messiah would be, what a Savior would be. And then there was this risk, and that's what this sermon series is addressing, uh, the risk of missing Mm -hmm. the Messiah. You know, the Messiah was right here. Uh, (laughs) He came and went, and some missed him. Yeah. You know, or or he's, he's come and still our Savior. Yes. And people still sometimes miss him or dismiss him. Or don't recognize him for who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So on Sunday, I I had a sound. I I, I shook a container of Tic Tacs, yes. and it kind of makes an interesting sound, like yeah. a, a baby's rattle. But this sound here, and if I do it long enough, this may be just a little irritating to people. <laughs> but I explained on Sunday that that's a sound that became associated for my family and I mm-hmm. to the anticipation of receiving someone, welcoming someone at the airport when we lived in Bogota, Colombia as missionaries, and quite frequently would have to go to the airport to pick up people that were coming to visit or coming Mm -hmm. to teach in the churches or groups of people that would come and spend time with the churches in Colombia. And uh, the outside of the airport, there was a big glass window and a lot of people would cram up against the window. And sometimes when the kids were small, we'd say, you know, sneak through the crowd and go look through the glass and try to see if you can see the people were expecting to visit. Now, sometimes they were grandparents, so it was easy. We could pick them out of the crowd. But other times, we didn't have too much information, a bit of information about the person that we were expecting. Mm -hmm. And we'd try to get there early, 
because we didn't want to miss the person that was yes. going to arrive. And uh, sometimes our descriptions, you know, we have a name mm-hmm. or the, you kind of have an idea, well, they're probably somebody who's tall or somebody's blonde or somebody's. And so yeah. you're always kind of straining our necks. And I'd go home after waiting for people with a sore neck and a sore back. Because <laughs> for an hour, hour and a half, you kind of be straining to see, you know, has the person arrived? Yes. Who is this person? Or you might hold a sign up that has the person's name on it. So mm-hmm. hopefully they would see you. Yep. And so that sense of anticipation and the sound of the tic tacs was a, a trigger for us to say, if I do that to our kids, they would know exactly. Oh, that's, <laughs> that brings back a memory of standing for a long time outside of the <laughs> airport in Bogota, mm-hmm. waiting for people to come out of the airport yeah. to welcome them. I had a similar experience on, um, on the weekend. So yeah. my family went skiing and we were to meet my sister there. Okay. And so I was, um, we didn't get there at the same time, but I knew she was there. So I was looking for her and her family and I was looking for her and looking for her and we couldn't find them. No. And then I, I looked and I saw someone and I looked away and I had to do a double take and there was this friend I hadn't seen for okay. years and I knew who I was looking for, but I found someone else. Somebody else. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. 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 No, that's it. And bringing that all into our experience of, of G- God sending the Savior, yeah. God sending the Messiah, and people expecting the arrival. Yeah. Waiting in an airport or waiting for someone to meet them somewhere and you know they're not showing up. When, mm-hmm. are, when are they coming? There was a certain element of that, I think, for the Israelites in the yeah. Old Testament because they were having these these hints and these revelations mm-hmm. of the coming Messiah and some descriptions of what the coming Messiah was like. But years went by, decades went by, centuries went by, and the people still kind of straining, if you can imagine, mm-hmm. waiting and saying, anticipating you know, is the Messiah coming? When is the Messiah coming? Is this the Messiah? Mm -hmm. And then finally, as history unfolds and God sends his son into the world to be the savior, we see the fulfillment of these prophecies. Mm -hmm. And yet sometimes people missed the Messiah, which is the sad thing to think the savior came, the Messiah came. He offers, you know, Mm -hmm. salvation, freedom from sin, hope, uh, new life. And some people missed the Messiah. And so this week we went back into the Old Testament to a f- in Christian circles in, in the history of the church, Isaiah chapter 53, a famous mm-hmm. passage known as a, the suffering mm-hmm. servant passage, mm-hmm. which describes in detail a servant uh, who was, uh, was really mistreated, mm-hmm. um, who was uh, afflicted, who was pierced. And the language, for those who are familiar with the story of Jesus, just you can see that it connects the dots. Mm-hmm. And this was written 600 years before Jesus was here on earth. And just even to read one verse with you again today to bring it back to mind from Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. It says, in the Old Testament, surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities and the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. Mm -hmm. So that written 600 years or more before Jesus appeared in this world. And so um, you kind of pick the story up again after Jesus. Yeah. Um, In Matthew chapter eight, uh, the story is told how Jesus was on earth Jesus was going about and he was healing the sick. 
Mm -hmm. and he was uh, freeing those that were possessed by demons. And in Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, that, that passage of scripture says this, what, what they saw happening with Jesus healing people, it said this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Mm-hmm. And so multiple times in the New Testament, there's a reference back to Isaiah chapter 53, mm-hmm. showing its fulfillment in Jesus. And so we had the clues from the Old Testament pointing to who Jesus would be, and then seeing the fulfillment in the New Testament, the confirmation that Jesus came to be our Savior. And in that picture of who we're anticipating, this Savior, this liberator, um, he's presented as a suffering servant, which is kind of a twist. Um, it is a twist, yeah. When you think of a <laughs> think of a Messiah figure, you think of someone who's you know cleanly dressed, neatly dressed, you know, has it all together, has it all together, maybe, yeah. Lives in a bit of a bubble, like it's yeah. not not affected by all of the problems the rest of us common folk are <laughs> affected by. Mm-hmm. And you certainly don't think of um, a, a king or a savior as a servant. No. You would think of them as maybe having the servants and the right. one that you know maybe exactly uh, orders the servants yeah. around. So yeah. th- those two words are. Um, yeah. Yeah. To think of it, the Messiah <laughs> and suffering servant in the same breath, the same person. Mm-hmm. And even in human terms, like when we, which is how it's often our frame of reference to think of how things actually function around us in the world. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned like kings. And when I lived in Colombia, our family lived in Colombia. In that part of the world, Simon Bolivar mm-hmm. was uh, really highly regarded as the, the liberator, he's mm-hmm. called. You know, he, he freed a whole group of countries, including Colombia and Venezuela. He led them in their war of independence and they achieved independence from Spain. Mm -hmm. And so he's a person who's highly regarded as their liberator, sort of their Messiah. Mm -hmm. And whenever you see pictures of Simon Bolivar paintings, because he's a famous person and uh, the the paintings are often, I showed one on Sunday, like he's riding this horse that's kind of up on its (laughs) hind legs, a white horse, and he's all dressed in beautiful kind of military garb but very elegant with a big sword in his hand and it's like he's this 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 victor this um this person that's uh kind of you know stands out in a crowd and so you say if you were gonna go get pick up simon bolivar at the airport you say you'll Mm -hmm. you might not know him i might say well you'll know him when you see him yeah (laughs) he's the guy on the white horse and the big hat and carrying the big sword and he's probably got all these people around him so you won't miss that Messiah. You won't miss yes. the liberator when Simon Bolivar comes to the airport. But unfortunately, you'll never, you won't have, you know, if you didn't meet him when he was on earth 190 years ago, yep. uh, you missed him. And in Venezuela, 10 years ago, there was some debate uh, whether he died of natural causes, tuberculosis, or if he had been murdered. Uh-huh. And so the president ordered the exhumation of his body. Oh, wow. And they had 50 forensic scientists and criminal investigators go through his bones and his remains to try to determine if he died of natural causes or a foul play. Um, And I don't really know what they found out, but I know one thing they found out. He's, he's very much dead. Dead. (laughs) And uh, the same thing you could apply to Jesus. um, And um, no, he suffered and died, uh, but he rose again. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is very much alive and still is Mm -hmm. our savior. Yeah. Uh, but there's the risk we could miss him, maybe because of preconceived ideas or we're not sure what we're looking for. But one of the revelations of scripture, and we're seeing these kinds of things leading up to Easter, is that Jesus came as the suffering 
servant. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of things I think we can appreciate and it's just good to reflect on at least two of those things. And the first thing is that just to think, well, why, why did Jesus have to suffer? Yeah. I mean, you'd think of anybody, nicest guy, never did anything bad. Yep. Why would he have to suffer? I mean, we all suffer, but why him? Um, but we find that he was able to do uniquely what needed to be done um, in God's justice and righteousness for us as sinners, a penalty needed to be paid or a, mm-hmm. a price. And they say the wages of sin is death or we get what we have coming when we sin. It is death. And so Jesus was our substitute. He stepped in. He didn't mm-hmm. deserve death, uh, but he loved us so much. He was willing to step in and die in our place. And it seems kind of, it's maybe hard to get our heads wrapped around. You know, he died on the cross for us. But as I was preparing for this message, it just struck me and it struck me and it sounds maybe sort of crass, crass or jolting to say it this way, but it's meaningful for me to think of it this way, more in a modern term to think like, like Jesus took a bullet for me. Like Jesus took the bullet in the sense that capital Mm -hmm. punishment, that death that I deserve that he was willing to step in front of that for me. And I think that's been meaningful to me as I'm coming up to Easter. And maybe for you who are listening to just to reflect, you know, Jesus took, uh, accepted death for you so that you might have life mm-hmm. and life that lasts forever. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. So that's impactful. Yeah. And that's why you say, don't miss that. Yeah. And then the second thing with the suffering side of things, because who of us can't relate to one degree <laughs> or another with suffering? Yep. That's yeah. That's Sickness, true. sorrow and suffering it seems like that's that's life Mm -hmm. and to have a savior who comes into the world a messiah that's not just insulated from all of that but who suffered uh in in all the ways that we suffer and can understand that and sympathize with us and so knowing that our messiah understands whatever Mm -hmm. you're suffering with today whatever's paining your heart or your mind or your soul to think, well, you know, Jesus understands. Mm. He understands better than family members, better than better than your pastor, better than yeah. anyone. You know, Jesus understands. Uh, your Messiah. And there's a passage in Hebrews, mm. that's Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, that says, Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Um and uh, the idea that he's um, he's a high priest, he's our intercessor for us who understands uh, what we're going through and, and the difficulties that we face. So I find that encouraging to know that Jesus understands. Yeah, There's a lot of things maybe I don't even understand about my suffering and the <laughs> suffering in the world. Yeah, uh, But to say Jesus came as the Messiah, mm-hmm. but he entered into humanity fully and suffered, sort of suffered with us and for us and lives today and is able to understand and have empathy and compassion for every one of us Mm -hmm. and help us in ways that we need because he's been there and knows what it's like. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a wild plan God had. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so outside the box, you know? But it's good to reflect on and it's, Mm -hmm. and so we don't miss the Messiah and sort of this, I hope these messages as you're listening in or studying or following along with us on the podcast or on Sunday mornings, it's kind of building the sense of anticipation and then a reminder of the reality, the anticipation that Jesus came to be the savior of the world so that we don't miss the Messiah, but then bringing all of that history into today, into your life today and my life today saying, this is our Messiah. He's my Messiah. 
He did die. He did give his life. He did suffer. But he did rise from the dead and he lives today Mm -hmm. uh, to be our Messiah. And he wants us to welcome him. And as we get closer to that Easter story, we'll know that there were a lot of people who said, away with him, crucify him. You know, they wanted nothing to do with him. Put him to death. Yeah. They even, Uh, you know, let a criminal go free instead of all of that. uh, Jesus. And as they said, yeah, we'd rather have that crook than Christ. Mm -hmm. Wow. And... So for us, you know, sometimes we might say, no, I don't, you might think, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't really need this. I don't need Jesus. I don't need Christ. I mean, I, but to think he's the Messiah, Mm -hmm. um, God so loved the world. He sent Jesus to, to save you. Yeah. And so we're saying as a church, let's not, let's nobody, we don't want anybody to miss the Messiah. Yeah. So um, our encouragement is to open your heart to him and to welcome Jesus into your life and to develop that relationship with him. Yeah, perfect. Any other closing thoughts? Or that, that pretty well wraps it up I think for today. Pretty much it, wraps Pastor it up. If, uh, mm-hmm. if you feel far from Jesus, just turn to him in prayer and say, Lord, I'm turning to you today. I want to follow you. Thank you for coming mm-hmm. to suffer in my place, uh, to be my Messiah, to be my Savior. And uh, thank him for that. Thank you, Pastor Trevor. If you'd like to get in touch with Trevor, you can reach him at trevor at waynefleetbic.com and my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com so thank you for tuning in Um, we've got some great easter services as we look ahead palm sunday is march 24th and then good friday the 29th and easter sunday the 31st we've got a 6 30 a.m sunrise service and a 10 30 a.m worship service so 10 10 o'clock i'm sorry 10 (laughs) o'clock I apologize. So we hope you'll join us then and um, have a great week. Bye. Bye for now.